The Right Hook Podcast. With the Mitsubishi Commercial Range, Pajero Executive, Pajero Commercial, Outlander Business and new L200. All with a leading five-year commercial warranty. MitsubishiMotors.ie It's time for the Right Hook Health Checkup. Time for me to be joined by Dr. Kira Kelly to look on your health issues. And I throw in my odd six pennyworth, um, particularly on uh, things that affect the aged. Me being, of course, aged. Uh, you can send your questions so to 53106, cost 30 cent. If we don't get them today, we'll get them to next week. Uh, and if we can't fix them, we just don't do them at all. Uh, Dr. Kelly, welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, George. Um, in fact, recently we can't answer any of the questions, so most of them we don't do. I, I think we're still making a reasonable, reasonable fist of it, in fairness they're, to us. They're all medical questions. Well, that is the health check. <laughs> oh, sorry. That is our shtick, isn't it? That's what we've been selling ourselves as. All right. His left ear is always blocked, this fella. He's 46, 48 even. It's a sinus problem. Pop your ears. Take a sign note tab and it'll be all fine. A year later, it's still not clear. Plus, his ear smells bad. Okay. Well, for a start, uh, this, this, we, we like to hang GPs on this program. It's what we do. Um, he says, his doctor says, pop your ears and take a sign note tab and it will clear itself. I wouldn't be a supporter of using regular uh, Sudafeds or sign tabs or any of those decongestants because if you use them on an ongoing basis, and lots of people do do this, you get what's called a rebound congestion as soon as you stop using them. So they're fine for a day or two if you're going on a plane do or what have you. people use them on a uh, Apparently they do and it's not good for you. His ear smells bad. So to me his ear is at very at the minimum it's colonised with bacteria but if it, it, it could be worse than that. He probably has a condition called otitis externa where he has an infection in his external ear canal. He needs to go back. Now the commonest reason that his ear feels blocked that, that, that is relieved by popping is a, th- a thing called eustachian tube dysfunction okay and your eustachian tube George is, is a tube that leads from your middle ear to the back of your throat and that's not treated with, with Sinutab at all that's treated with a nasal spray a topical steroid nasal spray that you squirt up your nose and that helps take the pressure But uh, hold a while there is a thing called ENT and, they used, and yes. there used to be a hospital, there probably still is, run by Protestants, uh, up by uh, Leeson Street Bridge. The ro- yes, the, 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 eye, Roy- the eye and ear. The eye and ear. The Royal Victoria eye and ear, it's still actually Correct, called. Yes. I'm not sure we can say that. And legions of Trinity students went there, right? Yes. When, uh, happily, there was one university for Protestants and another one for Catholics. That's changed now. Did you but, just say happily? <laughs> well, yeah. You, I did. Did. you just <laughs> said happily. <laughs> I just think like all this PC stuff is so much horse manure. Oh, so 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 it's PC to suggest that Catholics and Protestants might mix. No, well, when you went, I have to say this. I know it's the health checkup, but when Trinity played UCD in the Colours match in November, right? Yes, yes. Up to nineteen seventy. Yeah, yeah. It was tribal. It was the it Protestants against. No, it's not. It was the Protestants against the Catholics. Now it's primarily the Catholics against the Catholics. <laughs> so nobody's interested. Nobody goes to it. It's not Lancer Road anymore. It's only watched by four men and a dog. When when it used to be packed. Are you mourning the passing of, of sectarianism? Is Correct. That, is that what you're actually doing? <laughs> anyway, get back to what I was talking yes, about. Yes. Yes. E N T. He would go to an E N T guy, not just some dozy GP who probably hasn't looked down in the for about 20 years. Sorry, GPs. He, he goes to, a, to, to the Royal Victoria or a, a, an expert and your man. The other thing is, 
wax smells. Did you ever put your finger in your it ear? It does, but it only smells a wax. It doesn't smell bad. And when he says bad, I'm thinking infection. I think this guy needs an external, uh, he might even need his ear washed, but he probably needs drops for his external ear and a spray for up his nose and Bob's your uncle. And don't use earbuds. Oh God, I hate earbuds. Yeah, I hate earbuds. Down with earbuds, I yeah. hate them. Earbuds ne- made, nobody should use earbuds. Earbuds made by Protestants should not be used. Or, or, or Catholics <laughs> or Buddhists or anyone else. Jesus. <laughs> There's a female 54, right? She's developed anxiety. Okay. Now, in a minute, if I can find the question, there's some dame is going through the change. Yeah. Isn't anxiety and change connected? Uh, Certainly, mood swings and the menopause are connected. And a lot of women would complain that they feel um, irritability, anxiety, low mood. And you know what they do say as well, George, and, and, and it's, it's quite interesting because it's a very common uh, experience of women is, is this kind of irrational anger. Women being furious going through the menopause and very angry and het up about all kinds of things. And, and like they literally go off like a, a firecracker. They get very annoyed. So, so there is a huge change in mood. This could be what's... But you're, say you're, you're, you're bang on, 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 on Say 54. it's not a change. Yeah. Well, she's there developed- is. Why is there increasing anxiety in the population, which wasn't there fifty years ago? Not true. Fifty years ago, do you remember Mother's Little Helpers? Do you remember this Rolling Stone song? That was about benzos. That was about Valium. That little grains of Valium being popped to, to mothers all over the country for 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 easing what ailed them, which was anxiety. Anxiety, I actually think is kind of part of the human condition, particularly the female condition. I think we're inherently worriers, a lot of us, um, in the same way that I've often... That's typically you, you know. Here I am, wetting myself with anxiety, and you don't actually I'm just, care. I'm just going to dismiss you, yeah, yeah out of yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah, we're moving on. Yeah, but you do. Um, there is a slightly dismissive thing here that, like, anxiety in women, and they should spend more time. If it's not the change, if it's not the change in its anxiety, a couple of things I would recommend. First of all, have a look at your lifestyle. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're eating a healthy diet. Make sure, like a lot of Irish people, you're not hitting the booze very hard. And an awful lot of women, their families are grown. They're, they're not caring for small kids anymore. And they're having like four glasses of Chardonnay every night. And that's going to make you anxious I too. I started doing that. <laughs> I think you are really in touch with your feminine side this evening, George. It's all, yeah. it's all you're going through your own kind I've of change. Discovered, I've discovered a great thing in Super Value called uh, Captain Morgan's Rum, oh, right? Jesus. And uh, there's a thing called it, it's pronounced beaver, but it's B E L V O I R. No, it's B E L V O I R, but it's pronounced beaver. There's a golf club in Northern Ireland called Beaver Park, a ginger beer. And Captain Morgan's rum, rum and ginger. And ginger beer. I tell you, eight hours sleep is a guarantee. Well, providing you don't have to get up with your prostate nagging you, you're guaranteed eight too, hours. Too much booze, though, adds to anxiety. So she should be looking at her lifestyle, and alcohol is a big thing. Exercise is extraordinarily beneficial for um, anxiety. It's huge. And, and, and women, particularly in 54-year-old women, tend to start piling on the pounds because the menopause causes you to get that middle-aged spread But thing. if you're anxious, you don't exercise. The problem is, seriously, I mean, I know we kid a bit, but, but anxiety it, it stops you doing things you should actually yeah. do. So you're saying to yourself almost, this is, this is why you eat six meals a day when you're anxious, you know? Yeah, this idea right. of comfort food isn't a jokey word. It's no, no. real. So people sit there and eat these meals, but you don't do what you should be doing, which is going out for a long walk. Well, anxiety makes you very indecisive as well, yeah. doesn't it? So it makes you procrastinate and it makes you kind of hop from foot to foot not knowing what you're supposed to do next. So you don't get, you become unproductive and you faff around and do all that Correct. kind of stuff. So that's the thing. But I would suggest this, cut the booze, take on some exercise, 
a very good form of treatment for anxiety, a thing called cognitive behavioural therapy. There's lots of stuff online about it. There's books, there's tapes, there's also therapists. And that's all good too. If you're trying all that and you're still struggling, there is medication. I'm not, before you give me a hard time, but I'm not a fan for going the medication route either no. for anxiety. But for some people no, who have debilitating no, I, anxiety. I hate, I hate when the word medication. But Do George, you know what? We, we, we can't outrule it for those that require it. But there are now super people who, who I think are fantastic. Uh, and I, I've used the service, so I know. A psychotherapist. Yeah, yeah. A psychotherapist has been hugely important to me. Yeah. Going to her on a, on a Wednesday morning at half ten, uh, like, it was fantastic for me. It got me, it got me, like, understanding yeah. why I'm the impossible person I am. Well, not not completely impossible, in fairness to you. But, you, you are quite possible as well. But, but, but they stay with the change. This woman cannot lose the sweat. Yeah. And, and the thing Why about... Why cannot lose them? Well, here's the thing, right? You know, we were always sort of told initially when I was training, oh, three to five years. But we know that mo- the majority of women have symptoms for more than seven years. So that's a lot. And we know that a quarter of women have debilitating symptoms. And the vasomotor symptoms, which are the sweats and the flushing... They're almost what upset people the most because they go, they're in meetings and stuff and they suddenly they go puce and they go red from, the, from their chest up to the tips Are of their hair. And, and then they get hot and bothered and flustered. Honest. Your body's ability to regulate its temperature is, is affected. Um, what should she do? Well, there are people who benefit from some of the alternative therapies like sage and all that stuff that you get in your health food shop. Some people need HRT. They can't function without it. And some people do. And okay. I think it has long been the position, because medicine is very male, that we have minimised and dismissed women with these symptoms. And some women need us to intervene and help them. I think you can do this question without calling for an ambulance. OK, we'll try. We will try. My wife's always cold. I'm my soul. She has to have the heating on winter and summer. Meantime, husband is sitting there with sweat pouring down his face because she's cold and the temperature outside is 80 degrees. You could answer that in a short time. Uh, two things. Almost... All women are cold and almost all women I know are colder than men. Um, and we just feel the cold in a way that you guys don't, despite the fact that we have more subcutaneous fat. We just do. Um, but she should have a thyroid function test just in case she's an underactive thyroid. But if she doesn't, and she probably doesn't, I wouldn't worry about it. Just wear more clothes and a, and well, and now, a warmer duvet. But what's interesting, I'm taking this stuff for my regular heartbeat, right? Yeah, yeah. To thin the blood. So yeah. my blood is now thinner than it was, say, 20 years ago. Yep. So of course I'm colder. Um, that's not necessarily right. why you're colder. Okay. Right. We have to try and keep some modicum of science about this programme. It is. It's not. All right. Now, this fella's knuckle on his right index finger has become swollen and painful. He uses right hand for all kinds of stuff. It's slightly painful. Uh, the doc says that hands enlarge as we age. He's 57, your man is. His left hand is fine. And then there was another fella had a problem with his finger as well. I'll get to him, but what about the fella with the index finger? I would suggest that he has arthritic change in his first MCP joint on, on, on his right hand. And it's a bit like people get bunions on their feet. The small joints of your hands and feet take a massive amount of use over the course of your life. And arthritis is just fancy medical jargon for wear and tear. To a large extent, it's inflammation in your joints. And I would suggest that that's what's going on for him. And you do see, his doctor is right in effect that joints do enlarge over but the course do, of your time. But they do, like the number of fellas on a golf course. And I mean, they, yeah. they're representative for the population. Yeah. The number of fellas on a golf course who now who have difficulty holding the club because they've arthritis in their fingers is an indication of what happens to an ageing population. Exactly. And we're ageing more. Regular paracetamol two, four times a day. 
and fish oils. That's but that's about as good as it right. gets. It's the unless r- he has gout, George, which we should. No, possibly. he hasn't got gout. That they, you're listening to the right hook health checkup with Dr. Kira Kelly and myself. Yeah, the other fella, the last joint of the little finger on both hands. Yeah, little finger. Well, that could be some kind, some kind of a, a condition related to whatever he does for a living. If he was, for example, a knitter or right, something, which of course right. he probably isn't. But it also could be because it's symmetrical. We could be looking at a different type of condition, something more in the in the line of like rheumatoid arthritis, because that affects your joints symmetrically. So you'll have two knees going All at right. the same time, or two shoulders, or two little fingers. Um, he probably should go and have a blood test and maybe an X-ray. Do you know why I give you such a hard time? Because I'm able to take it I no, suspect No because despite all the fabulous medical students I played rugby with when they gave up rugby they became dodgy doctors because look at this fella now you tell me this lady had a bad pain left breast stinging mm. sensation for two years she went to the doctor he had a feel he sent her for a scan she went to the hospital for a scan the doctor in the hospital had a feel and said that's ah, alright don't worry about the scan so she now left the hospital with the same pain with the same sensation and you know even can't sleep on it she's 30 and she says and you answer this fast should I demand a scan now well, I think you know the answer is yes. Why did they send her home? I don't. I don't know. I. I. I have no way of. <laughs> we cannot stand on the right hook health check over the practices of any other physician other than myself and George Hook. We. We. We can't. I agree with you. I don't think any woman in her thirties. Now the thing is, this is she probably has something and nothing. It could be a cyst. It could be. It could be a fibroadenoma. It could be a nerve trapped. It could be anything. I'm not saying what's wrong with this woman. But I don't think that it is reasonable that she has severe breast pain, unable to sleep um, on her breast. And isn't checked out thoroughly. Why, why have all these people been going around for the last 25 years with yellow ribbons or whatever they were wearing in their lapels to support breast cancer? Jack? I think the yellow ribbon, um, in fairness to it, is to do with Alzheimer's, isn't it? <laughs> well, there's all colour ribbons. There is a pink ribbon, though. So, right, so there's well done all for... kind of Look, ribbons. Do we... Well, how can you send a woman home with pain? End of story. No, no, no. We're on the same page Demand on this. Yeah, yeah. She, she needs review. It's not reasonable that she's been two years in pain and hasn't had a more thorough investigation than what than what she's had now this so is worrying he's only 34 okay. and two or three times a week he's sitting on the can for hours because he's terribly constipated it's not that unusual um, change his diet to be a start well you're absolutely how right how am I so good at you're, this right, you're flying this evening so George this is fantastic you change deser- his you diet you deserve that doctorate that they gave you change his um, diet Yes, first of all, the first thing to always look at when you are constipated is your diet. And you do two things. You up the fibre. So you have fruit, you have veg, but you also have cereal fibre, which means that you, you cut out the plain white carbs and you change them to whole grain carbs. That's what you go for. You should go for your all bran and your wheat or bix and your brown bread and your brown pasta. But you avoid the white things. You don't live on white pasta and pizza bases and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of 34-year-old guys have terrible diets. If he follows the right hook diet... Which the Calations and the Catholics. The, the, the Catholic diet. If he get, follows that and he writes to me at georgeatnews.com and I'll send it to him tell him you were the query on the programme I guarantee you he'd be lucky to make it from his desk to the can I'm sure he'd be thrilled for that kind of support from you George and he will be making rude noises on his way yes look at the diet diet first of all lots and lots of water okay up your fluids that's a, that's a big one also maybe a little bit of fruit juice every day lots and lots of fibre and cut down on the white stodgy carbs if that isn't enough if you've changed your diet now and your diet is high in fibre high in liquid all that kind of stuff if you've changed that then a lot of people are unfortunate and they are 
prone to constipation and those They're people, usually older people. N- not always. You'd be amazed at the number of young people who when you You'd talk to You'd be amazed them, the number of people who are in retirement homes who are on the oh, can well, for hours. The thing is this is then you go on a medication that keeps yeah, you regular and you do want to have your bowel regular because otherwise it gets very sluggish yeah. and it's uncomfortable. And reading and the that. paper isn't as and, much And fun. if this is a new thing, if he has an altered bowel habit, we should also point out this, Altered bowel habits need to be gone and discussed with a doctor because yeah. sometimes an altered bowel yeah. habit needs a colonoscopy. Get, yeah, get the torch up your backside. Yes, yes. That's not how I would have put it myself, but fundamentally, yes. It's a torch. And the fellow has to look. Why do you dismiss these common garden medical functions so people are frightened? We like to refer to it as an endoscopy torch. Just, just pop in and put a torch up your backside. You'll be screaming in agony and he will this say... This is a complete fabrication and the of doctor, The doctor will say, we have ways of making you talk. <laughs> a colonoscopy is a pain... pain I was going to say painful. A painless procedure. All right, this is a nonsense one coming up here. The wife has headaches, literally now at top of her head. She bends over and they actually get worse. And then somebody says to her, teachers get them at the end of the year. No. Like, now no, that's, no. that's claptrap. Yeah, it's, she says, teachers say get them at the end of the year and also maybe it's a sinus. People do get sinus headaches, but they tend to sit just directly yeah, above not your... Not top of the head. No, they tend to sit over your eyebrows and your forehead. They're what we call frontal headaches. So, so that doesn't sound like this. And also teachers do get tension headaches, but they tend to feel like a tight band going around your head. This doesn't sound like that either. Um, to me, this woman needs her blood pressure checked, okay? Because she has a headache and it's kind of a thumping one. It's on the top of her head. Headache not down, a good idea. Well, it's probably fine, but go to your doctor. You need a blood pressure check, madam. That's what you need to well, have Well, recently, I'm sorry for quoting me, but I'm, madam, such, a, I'm, I'm such a walking kind of encyclopedia, encyclopedia. of yeah. medical problems. Yeah. Like, I had terrific headaches every night for a week. When? You know, and it, like, a couple of weeks ago. And I went home to the lovely and I told her, right? And she said, go to the doctor. Yeah, now, yeah. by the time I went to the doctor... They're gone. A lot of people's headaches, by the way, at this time of year are dehydration related because they're not drinking enough, oh, enough I water. Oh, I don't drink water. Yeah, enough water has to be drank right. in warm weather or you will get dehydrated and you'll get a banging headache. Is there a way of stopping sleeping on your arms? This female sleeps on her arms. So she's 28, she then wakes up and she's got pins and needles in her arms. Uh, you can get pins and needles in your arm from sleeping on them. She might want, there's no real way other than maybe prop yourself with pillows. Do, do you know what I mean? If you stick a pillow so you can't roll over onto your arm some way, that would be thing. I used to get this myself and I no longer sleep on my tummy with my arm underneath me which is how I used to sleep um, and you do want to stop because your arm goes all dead right. all day all but right. she's going to have to just train herself isn't she there's no real trick to this no there isn't no. but but uh, the, the, the thing about this poor woman now the, the mother broken foot two months ago right? Yeah. they put her in a boot and all that happened now, it's got absolutely worse. She's worried about a spur and stuff like that. And the number of people, I don't know, are there such, are there, is there such a thing as a foot doctor? Oh, yeah, because there are. Because the number of people, in my experience, who get misdiagnosed for foot damage is extraordinary. Um, orthopedic so doctors she's deal got with worse. This. What are you going to do for her? Well, there are orthopedic doctors who do, who sort of um, deal specifically with feet. That, you know, there are. There, there's Certainly in Dublin, there, there's Alan Lang, there, there's Robert Flavin. I don't know around the country, but you probably... Robert Flavin's a great guy. He diagnosed my grandson's flat feet. Well, well, well there you go. Although, in fairness to him, no offence, Mr. Flavin, but, but it's not that hard because you just have to look at them and you can see them. <laughs> right. But the point being is, is but, but nonetheless, give him his due, he's a foot guy. So you want to go specifically to something, somebody who, who, who specialises in this area, because I can say one thing. Feet are really complicated, George. They, 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 they 
they bear all our weight and they're like and wa- tiny bones tiny bones like chicken bones and they're like walking on peculiar monkey hands aren't they they're, they are kind of but funny but the things. number of guys who misdiagnose spurs in the heel and get them off to physiotherapies for one thing and in fact did something yeah. so a pal of mine was in a boot for six months she may know, well she may and, well and need and an MRI on. or she may need an yeah. injection or something but she certainly needs an expert opinion two months on from a fracture you shouldn't be worse you should be better yeah but you shouldn't be sent from expert to expert no you shouldn't we, we can sort this, George, you and I. Well, I think in fairness instead us. of investing in two new microphones in the studio, if we invested in an MRI should, scanner... Should, should we take this on the road and do an outdoor clinic? Well, I tell you, you'd make, a lot, come up you'd to make us. a lot of money if we were doing MRI scans at about yeah. 200 quid a throw. Yeah, well, we, we might talk about that after the show. All right. Okay, if you send your questions to 53106, cost 30 cents. The, the George's Catholic Diet, I'm working on a version for atheists at the moment. Um, you can get by writing to me, as many of you have, at george at newstalk.com. I had an extraordinary situation, did I tell you? No. I stopped breathing. Jesus, George. My there was a clamp of iron around my chest. When was this? Will you listen? Oh God! A clamp of iron around my chest. Okay. Chest. I screamed at the top of my voice. Why? Right? While you couldn't breathe. Well, yeah. You could still scream. Anger was downstairs, and she wouldn't. She wouldn't bother coming up, and I'm screaming with a clamp of iron on my chest. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm still with you. She and my doctor, and now me, I'm inclined to believe I had a nightmare. Would that be possible? I didn't scream at all. I didn't have a clamp at all. I didn't stop breathing at all. Would you buy that? Or no. no. Oh. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm a great believer in investigations, as you know, George. If I have another clamp of iron, there may be no new Hook programme uh, on the 12th of September. Anyway, I'll keep you posted on the clamp of iron, the no breathing and the screaming of uh, Ingrid. I want to go home, by the way, and ask her. I, I know I was an inattentive husband, but surely I would have noticed if she was flushing and turning pink and all that sort of stuff. I have no doubt she did flush and turn pink and the fact that you didn't notice says it all. You are an appalling, appalling man. I'm an appalling man. 53106, number for your text messages. Dr. Kelly will handle all the easy ones. I'll handle all the difficult ones. If you're in doubt about any illness, three Hail Marys is a guaranteed fix.